0: welcome back dog nation spring is in the air it might be chilly but football season is already heating up the dogs are looking good and we're back with another episode of off the leash ooh, ooh, ooh. i do it for the dogs
1: yeah so much for spring being in full force although it's it's getting it's getting chippy on the football field it's cold up here in northwest georgia but um that's that's how it goes spring has been it's been it's been nice to have football back in full swing especially for georgia in this offseason it's still got a lot of stuff going on lingering from uh incidents from last late last year early this year but I think in the long run, that is going to propel this team. But first things first, before we hop into spring practice, UJ has concluded its pro day with a lot of people improving their draft stock, in my opinion. I think Stetson Bennett, he keeps putting himself in a conversation. They don't want to talk about him, but like he keeps putting himself like, I'm worthy of being drafted. He has been uh damn near professional outside of his arrest in Texas, which is still hilarious to me. But showing he can throw the deep ball, showing that he's good making decisions, that he has the measurables. We've kind of broken the mold of like the 6'4 to twenty five quarterback and that he is um ready to make his imprint on an NFL team and um ready for an NFL future uh, as well as Darnell Washington and uh, some of the other guys. But I think the headline of the the story is, Someone whose draft stock, I think, is down. And I wanted to get your opinion on uh, Jalen Carter after what's been talked about. And prior, I I thought all the talk about his character was really misplaced. But after a performance like we saw at Pro Day, these are things, tangible, measurable things that can hurt your draft stock. What do you think, Keith?
0: So I didn't really see what happened exactly. I just heard that he had a bad workout. Is that what's going on? So the reports are that he came in
1: and got measured he was nine 10 pounds overweight he was visibly fatigued there were a couple of drills and you know the same drills that you know all all the drills that they do with these combine things several of them I think that he just could not finish because he was just obviously out of shape and I, I think the mental toll of this accident and you know coming back to the scene and all the legal ramifications I think that's clearly been weighing on him and because jalen no one speaks ill of him as far as the uj program but he had a bad pro day and that's something that gms are going to be concerned
0: with well at the end of the day it's it's such a long game when you consider how young he is and just where he's at in his career but with that in mind it seems like he you know this this is anybody period but when you're in the spotlight when you have a lot of undue stress and pressure and you know the concern is where is Jalen mentally and if if it is something you know not just like some character moral flaw within him or just you know just like you said like he's been through a lot he saw a teammate and a staff member he was close to like pass away like in front of his face and in a thing that he was involved in so taking all of that into account just hoping he's all right and you know yeah if you're going to Go at a pro level. I think Jalen. For Jalen, you know, he's sky's the limit. I've been saying he's the next Aaron Donald, and you know, wherever he will fall, if he does fall, and I think he might slip a little bit uh, in the in the draft process, it's just like he he really is a a one of a kind generational talent. No on doubt. The so as far as the football part, as no long doubt. as he can get his head together, he'll be good. So but let's yeah.
1: let's t- let's talk about his mental, and let's talk about it from a, a general manager standpoint. For sure. Right, because obviously the mental side of this is affecting his on-field performance, and we've we've recently learned that he won't do any jail time, so that part's over. But he will be twelve months uh, on probation, if you're, and if you've ever <laughs> been on probation, you know like that's a that's a headache in itself. But I think with the legal part of this behind him, maybe he can kind of get back. Because um, imagine, like, not only do you have to see a teammate, you go back to the scene, and records now show. Mark Weiser and AJC, AJC, all these people that have been trying to bash his character, that he wasn't drinking. Yes, he was recklessly driving. But again, these are kids. He went back to the scene and probably saw some gruesome stuff, like wondering what his future is in Like, is this going to prevent me? Am I going to have to do jail time? All those things. But as a GM, selecting somebody with a top pick, a top 10 pick, that's currency. And in the NFL, whether you're drafting real life or like even, you know, maybe fantasy type aspect. Like, you don't take gambles. Right. And what what he's done is made himself a bit more of a gamble than he was because talent-wise, look at the Georgia film, it's all there. He's a Mm -hmm. next-generational guy, but from a GM perspective, the chatter about his character is one thing, but when you see bad performance at a pro day, that's really tangible. And I think he will drop. We all know what he's capable of, so, like, I'm not on that wagon, but it just wasn't a good showing, and hopefully he gets his mental right Mm -hmm. and gets back to where where he needs to be.
0: Yeah, I agree. And you know, my thing is, is like, why do you even go if you're a little bit out of shape, overweight, you've been, I don't know, you know, just, you fell off the wagon a little bit. Like you, you would think since he already missed the performance side of the combine that this pro day was kind of like his time to shine. And right. You
1: got to get ready.
0: Yeah. So it's like where, and where he stood, like we've said, like, you know, he's already kind of in this generational talent conversation. So, I mean, if anything, dude, just like take a step back. Don't even do the UGA pro day, you know, and now, and then have a, put up a poor poor performance, but yeah, yeah. Hopefully Jalen's good and we'll just kind of, you know, stay on top of that, but For sure. you know, wishing, wishing buddy the best. I know it's been a, a crazy little aftermath. And like I said, it's just a ton of pressure, a lot of stress being in this situation. So, uh, you gotta always think about the headspace of the of the young man first. But there's a lot of good things going on for spring football and just, you know, a lot of recruits are in in uh in the in in the Athens area. And
1: and one thing before we hop in the competition and the and the new guys on campus, it does feel like ever since this happened that Kirby's gonna make a real effort to tighten tighten up this ship. And it's been reported that Sean Washington has been dismissed from the team. Um and there's not a lot of details about why but like i'll I'll tell you right now kirby where kirby is not marked rick and like the way he's you know as strict about certain rules he cares very much about this university and is not going to allow these negative stories to negatively impact the the g for lack of a better term and what this uh this university stands for so i think we're going to see a crackdown on some of these other players five star three star two star doesn't matter if you're not if you're not meeting this standard you're gone and Sean washington hopefully there's not a lot of this going on but he's the first of this uh what looks to be like a tightening up because he he's not having that i'll tell you i'll tell you that right now so but yeah spring competition is in full swing keegan what
0: do you got for us to start off you know as a player you're looking for you know who are the younger players that are going to step up at, you know, at looking at the older guys who who are who are these people that are going to take a more of a leadership role on the team, and then as a coach, you kind of get to get an overall feel of just like where are you at in the journey of your season, and then like as a fan, we're all looking at it like we kind of get a vibe of is this our year or not? You know, that's the general thing about spring that makes it so beautiful. Everyone gets a little bit of a taste. You know, as to where they're at on the team, where their team's looking at, and just where we're at. Maybe do, is this our year? And like Georgia, we're always a little optimistic. But I can say very optimistically, looking at this spring setup, that I think it might be our year. And the reason, you know, Tennessee thinks they might have a chance is because they got a big QB recruit that might be might be their guy. You know, and and a lot of programs, uh, you know, will hang their hat, hang their whole season on the potential that hey, we got a good QB recruit. Well, for Georgia, it's really no different, but we're in an abundance of riches because our QB room is stellar, spectacular. So, Cheeto, you know, we've heard uh, everyone's kind of got their own opinion on who they want to be the be the QB, and uh, you know, so it's a good thing when you got three really solid competitors. But in a situation that any one of these guys, really, they all have a chance. Uh, you know, obviously Carson's the oldest. Um, maybe Brock has maybe the most like notoriety. Uh, in terms of recruiting rankings or whatever you want to have it. And, you know, Gunner's the one with all the Georgia state records. So they all on paper, you know, have reasons why they could be that dude. So I'm asking, you know, I've been told by my future self, each one of them could have won it. And I'm just kind of curious, you know, if I I had to tell and explain why they won it, these are my reasons. But I would kind of like to hear what you have to think. You know, let's just say – they come to find out Gunner's the guy that gets the job. Why, why would you see, you know, he's kind of the, the, he's potentially for lack of a better way to put it, the odd man out in this uh, conversation, but obviously, you know, he's got, you don't get those Georgia state records beating out dudes like Deshaun Watson and mm-hmm. Trevor. Lawrence. Right. 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 If, right. If you're not a stud, like the, those dudes did really, really well in, in a high, in uh, in Georgia high school sports and, you know, obviously they, they really made a name for themselves. So, you know, Gunner really uh, to, to just be able to have that to his name. Yeah. You could, you could never play another down to football again, but you could be like, you know what? I got the Georgia state records over these fellas. Like, hey, you don't, you'd have respect for NFL
1: quarterbacks. Yeah.
0: Right. So, uh, so why would why is Gunner gonna be the guy? Tell me, tell me your pitch for Gunner, and I'll tell you mine.
1: You so can. I, I want to blend because some of this, I you know, I, I like to do my homework. So some of this is uh, from things that I've read, and also uh, what I've seen of him and the the Georgia State records, like that's a big deal. So for Gunner, I think it's he's mobile, he can throw it. I think as far as a, a comp, he's the most like Stetson Bennett. And the way he plays the game, he's one of those guys that like he may not have the strongest in the room. I I don't even know if he's more mobile than Brock Vandergriff, but it's close. But he's he's just one of those guys that's a ball player. You know what I mean? He's just a ball player. And he also had that relationship with Mike Bobo when Mike Bobo was at South Carolina, and I think was heavily recruiting him there. So uh, I don't I'm not even sure if he committed and decommitted, but there was a lot of interest with uh, South Carolina when Bobo was there. So I feel like that is the quarterback that Bobo specifically wants. I don't think there's any um, recruiting that he had with Carson Beck. I'm not sure about Brock Vandergriff, but I, we know for sure that he was very interested in Gunnar Stockton as a quarterback. So I don't know if that changes anything, but that's kind of where I'm at with Gunnar Stockton. He's the wild card and not because like he's the odd man out in my eyes, but because like if he has a good spring, somebody might be transferring out like that's how talented this guy will be can be and as far as the quality character type of person kirby loves it so there's a lot of pros
0: there and that's interesting the way to think about it too because like if you just look at it like from a political lens and you're just trying to you know rub everyone's shoulders hey gunner's already said he's graduating from georgia regardless so yeah you know, if you want to maybe keep everyone happy, <laughs> don't rock the boat. Yeah, right. You know, you know, yeah, Gunner's doing okay. He's doing okay. He's over there like scoring every time. Yeah, you know, it's pretty good, pretty good. Like you don't want to just give him too much credit off the off the jump because you know. But you also
1: we we we're gonna talk about this at nauseum and rightfully so. But the thing that gives me confidence in whatever it is, really since the Jake From Justin's field snafu, which I do count as a snafu, it's always been the best player at UJ will play. So if Gunnar Stockton is better than Brock and Carson Beck, guess what? Exactly. The bo- the boat's going to get rocked.
0: You're in it's going
1: gonna, gonna to get rocked. So like that gives me confidence. So I'm eager to see it.
0: And it's, it's a good problem to have. And that's also kind of why I wanted to start with Gunner, just because he, you know, he's the youngest. He's kind of, he, he's the, maybe the odd man out or odd, potentially at least on paper. Um, the, the second, third dude looking at into the situation, but you know, my, I kind of agree with you. What I've written down is just that, you know, if, if Gunnar wins it, I see him as like kind of like the Jake Fromm type. I think the big reason that Jake Fromm uh, was able to step in is because kind of like you said, you know, he's just a ball player, just someone that can come in and be competent, really show like toughness. It's not that necessarily like any one factor about him is just like better, but overall he handles pressure better. He's mentally tougher and you know he he's his and then I say too like you know another reason if his mobility is like really just right there with BBG or potentially even dwarfing him then it's like okay he's got the edge on mobility right and he can keep his cool Uh that's that's there you that's go
1: tough you know what I'm saying that so, tough decisions to start you got to start making
0: yeah so that's if I think if he does I think it's just a he's shown that hey I might be the youngest but I got the the competency and again. Who's making the decision
1: now? This ain't Todd Munkin making this decision now, right? It's a new – anybody will tell you if you've ever been in a situation playing any sport and your position coach or your head coach changes, you have got to earn everything that you've done up to that point all over again.
0: Yeah. All and, over again. And I think the caveat being to with, – and with what you're saying is that, you know, at least, at least with these guys – Mike Bobo's not a completely new face. So even for sure. though for sure. an edge, probably a little bit like considering like Gunner's got that relationship going back. I think it's pretty cool to see, you know, that's where Mike Bobo coming in. It's like, it's not like completely new faces, for but, sure. but you're right. It, you know, it, it, it. Hey, if we're, we're given a pitch for why Gunners are starting QB, and that's probably a good reason, you know, Mike Bobo already likes you already recruiting you. So that, that would be the cat in the bag with him. But now moving on to, the, you know kind of the wild card maybe a fan favorite potentially because he, I, yeah. we always like to go for those five stars buddy it's like, <laughs> how many stars they got like <laughs> even though we know it doesn't matter we got jt okay. daniels yeah for Dude, sure selling cars no offense that used to be five stars it's fine they're making their money and i'm not for I'm sure not, not being negative i'm just saying it doesn't always pan out that you end up your five stars carry your career they're for just, sure so, but hey, but for fans, that's sometimes all we care about. We don't wanna we don't wanna hear about four star. We don't wanna hear about four and a half. We wanna hear about five. You if you throw me six, I might just fall out of my Ooh, chair. Yeah. Six stars. Oh yeah. my god. What are we tell playing? You. GTA? I'm like? telling you, bro. Like, what is this? It's in the tanks of helicopters for this. <laughs> one. I mean, I I can't do nothing right now, but uh, but no, so if BVG takes it. The reason I, I would say that he gets it overall is just because pure athleticism, you know, you it doesn't really matter about the other guy's strengths. If gunner has got the, you know, the the cooler head or or uh or if you know potentially some of the things going on with Carson. Uh I think, you know, he's a QB and a linebacker body. And I think he's just got on paper, potentially the most upside as far as just his for dynamic sure. ability. Mm, so I think that would be my reasoning for Brock getting it, but um, is there anything you'd like to add to that as far as just...
1: Honestly, I I, I think the same. He He's my favorite because of the things that you listed. He's got enough experience to where there, that's not a reason to hold him out. He's got the mobility factor. The arm, Kirby, Kirby has said that You can ask who's got the stronger arm. You could ask both of them, and they would both argue that they have the strongest arm. So there's really nothing. There's really no reason why he couldn't win the job, right? And that's kind of what we're looking at right now. But the only caveat, and which is why Carson may win it at the end of the day, is what style of offense is Bobo going to run? Exactly. Is it going to be more of a pro style, or are we going to keep the RPO? It's Stetson Bennett, like the ability to scramble all the time, and Bobo is more of a pro style guy but we have won two back-to-back national championships with a little bit more of the running quarterback RPO opportunity. That doesn't mean you have to be a runner, but like you need to be able to when a play breaks down. So I think that's where, honestly, the competition is going to separate itself. What it's does Bobo want to do, and what is Kirby asking him to do?
0: It might be, yeah, and if it were more style-specific, I think that, yeah, Like as far as just what we've seen from Bobo, traditionally he's pro stock and more of a pro stock he's guy. an
1: older style offense does he try to reinvent himself now or do we see more obviously we're not going to go back to eye formation tailback halfback toss type thing mm-hmm. but if he wants more pocket passing type of deal and a I, I think it's gonna i think it's gonna be like that like an a, a thousand yard rusher yeah. less passing to the running backs like we saw with munkin and more of a traditional pocket passer if that is the case there's really no reason why Carson Beck isn't that guy because we we know he can do that. We've seen him do it in mop-up duty time. So there's a lot to be decided. I'm I'm really interested in how this works out. To be honest, I,
0: I think I think it probably will end up somewhere in between of just like the old Bobo and what we've seen of Monk. And I think if I think that would be the smartest thing to it do, it would be men. Hey, let's take everything that worked really well and then add in my favorite plays. Your let's, bread and butter, yeah. Facts, facts. So, but yeah, like moving into the Carson conversation, the reason why Carson ends up winning it, hey, maturity matters. And at the end of the day, he's athletic enough to where it's not a liability. Maybe sure. he, he's not the guy on his feet that some the other two are, but he's quick enough to where it's it's not it's it's neutral overall because his, his strength of seeing the field and using his height, which you know he does got a little bit of a height advantage overall. Uh, you know, he can just leverage the right throws and really just take the top off defenses with the deep ball. And 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 if he can do that and really, you know, not be limited at least with his athleticism. Hey, you don't have to be as athletic, but you're you're not a sitting duck, you're not mm. looking like uh poor Matt Ryan the last few years being right. the, the sack QB in the league because right. he's, he's getting older and we don't want to pay for <laughs> protection.
1: We wanna if we wanna really compare it to what Bobo's done here, just really tangible stuff the best scoring offense that Bubba had when he was at UJ was with no knock. uh, My guy, I love my guy, but Hudson Mason,
0: Yeah, you know,
1: not a, not a highly rated mobile quarterback. We put up 40, 41 points per game that season.
0: But a great NCAA quarterback, which, you know, does commend some respect as far on For the sure. game. So, <laughs> oh, you're talking about you're talking on about the me. game. He was pretty good. Like, you know, always got to, you always got to take that into account. And I was thinking just a, a funny little thought related to this you talking about, you know, how BBG is kind of like your personal, you know, potentially your personal favorite. I think it's like interesting that this, the, the Madden and NCAA generation that kind of grew up playing the games, you know, I, I wonder how much of that affects our thinking because, you know, if I was looking at it on a video game perspective, I know I'd be right there with you, BBG all day, you know? So, cause it's just the upside. You it's always just the want, upside. Yeah. You, know, you And if, even if you got a slow QB, Who's, you know, what, you know, a 90, but you got an 80 that's, you know, pretty quick. You'll put that guy in. It happens. It's half-time. about
1: making plays and it's about being ex- explosive and ex- exploiting defenses when they do the right thing. A mobile quarterback just really changes the game because you yeah. can be in perfect position, perfect coverage, perfect blitz. You miss one tackle, first down. I mean, well, that's that's huge.
0: I think in an ideal world, uh, BVG is so good. He's as good as he was, you know, ever, you know, uh, hyped up to be uh and maybe even better that you know that's the the upside guy wins i think that that you know you probably want that for your program always the guy that's got the most potential but you know the last few years in the kirby smart era uh jake Fromm and stetson bennett were kind of the hard nose uh tough you know just couldn't you couldn't take it from them guys so you know they weren't necessarily the fan favorites from the get, but eventually, right. hey, the hard work and the accomplishments—you know—they all, of course, are we're all won over at that point.
1: Now, so. let me let me pose you this because this is a new era of college football, and you you already—I I didn't know this, but you already mentioned that um, Gunnar Stockton he plans to graduate from UGA, so that's awesome. I love he, hearing he, that.
0: He quoted as saying, "Hey, regardless, guys, well, I'm, 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 I'm here, right <laughs> good." And then he goes on to say, "I'm going to make a few plays." regardless i hope i win the qb competition eventually and i hope i you know can go down as the best but i'm just going to go down fighting no matter what so I'm i love like, that's, that that's a different approach now
1: now, with that being said let's let's pretend like he may change his mind let's pretend he hadn't said that yeah who of the three given the timeline and maybe dylan riola coming up who would you be most comfortable with transferring out if they don't win the position who because for me, that also that also factors into why I like who I like is my favorite, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I'll go ahead and say my like. If Carson Beck were to transfer out, I'm not like I'm not oh, our season. Like it's just not like that. But mm, you know, you know what I mean. I'm just trying to like. Who would you be most comfortable with there?
0: Okay, so I guess what I would prefer is that. See, I don't want Brock Vandergrift to leave, but but why
1: wouldn't he? If he doesn't win it this year, why wouldn't he?
0: Yeah, and if but see, I think he's probably the most well. You see what I'm saying? Equally likely to transfer, but Carson, I feel like, is more of an age thing, and you know, Brock Vandergrift, he's got still a couple years eligibility if he doesn't start this year. So, for me, I think that I would rather see even. I'm split on the one hand. I think I I'd rather see Carson go because I'm in that video game mindset. And I just want to get the most upside for my <laughs> team and talk about all the highlights. And I don't want to wait a year. And I don't want to see BBG doing that anywhere else. Exactly. I think that's part of it. Okay. But if I'm just trying to be a Georgia guy, dude, I got to say, I got to let BBG go. I got to let him go because at the end of the day, I want us to be a program that can spit out of Mac Jones. That after three years, or a Joe Burrow that doesn't like leave or something like that, like you know, just just develop guys. I think I want us to be a developmental school to where we can we can take guys and hey, if you're willing to stick with it and do the hard work, you're going to end up having your time. You know, DJ Shockley did that. But
1: the best you got to decide though, you want to give it to the time or you want to give the best
0: player the start? Because oh, well, you, these hey, are different things. That, well, you should give. Hey, if I guess that's just my angle. If if overall uh, BVG were to leave, I could I could be more okay with that because that would mean that Carson Beck beat him out and that the development process for him worked. Okay, that's fair. If it's because I, of the time because and because of, of that, the development, then yeah, yeah. So that would mean that. But if if it were just in general and just from the top, then I guess I'm I guess I'm rooting for Carson to. <laughs> To leave but that's not like i'm rooting for him to leave it's just that if that were that would mean bbg beat him out you know and that that set us up for the best potential season I for guess. sure and all this is going to get decided uh obviously <laughs> obviously
1: every georgia every georgia i'm like fan, a seven year old we're all i mean we're all ready to see how this plays out because like this is this is huge uh especially right after the stetson jt thing we may not have back-to-back championships if Kirby and Munkin don't make the hard choice and leave Stetson in a lot of us wanted Stetson out of there because he didn't have the stars. So it's, it's, it's huge. And Stetson put himself on the Mount Rushmore of Georgia players in my opinion. So it's, it's uh it's, it's huge, but aside from the quarterback competition, there's a lot of other stuff going on too. We have a bunch of uh, new faces as far as freshmen coming in transfers and um. Uh, the new classes and getting their new numbers. So, a couple things, as far as transfers go. Ra rah Thomas has selected number five as his jersey number. Dom Lovett number six. Dion Smoke Bowie at the safety position has been seen repping with the corners. I think that's credit to his versatility uh, as number thirty-one. So, keep an eye out for these numbers. Some of the new faces.
0: I, you know, Say? I just completely forgot about uh, Smoke Bowie.
1: Right. Those three are transfers, and those guys I expect to make immediate impacts. Uh, Some other guys, Damon Wilson, since we're short at the outside linebacker DN, number 35. Damon Wilson, please remember this name. This is (laughs) great. Please remember (laughs) this name. Like, I know it's like, oh, who are these? Oh, my gosh. Household name. It's just like uh, Brock Bowers. He was nobody, and then he was somebody real quick. These are these are the type of talented guys we're bringing in right now. Jordan Hall, D lineman, number forty four, and then somebody we're not going to see too early, but a mountain of a man in Monroe Freeling, offensive tackle, number fifty seven. Just a couple guys to look out for, and then one other player, and I'll uh, let you get yours in. Keeg is Raylan Wilson. Raylan Wilson is one of the linebackers, along with uh, uh, Troy Bowles and um one more linebacker i don't know if it's cj or anyways yeah it may be cj we have just the crop of linebackers that we just brought in was absolutely ridiculous Raylan wilson is also number five but he is already getting that buzz as one of the young guys who is making plays on a consistent basis and again for anybody who's played sports you always know the special ones are the ones that are making plays against the older guys or the ones very early on right before they even know what they're doing They're making hits. They are doing all the things. And Raylan Wilson is one of those guys who is starting to stand out very quickly. And as far as the linebackers go, I wanted to mention that the linebacker development at this university has to be given in large part credit to uh, Glenn Schumann, who after his interest, Nick Saban's interest to bring him back to Alabama, and then the Philadelphia Eagles interviewing him for the defensive coordinator position has doubled his salary to $1.9 million. So again, we're, we're only going to be able to keep him here for so long, but we're paying him now. Bobo reported to be making $1 million in UGA at UGA this season, along with his Auburn buyout uh, reportedly at $2.6 million. Uh, and then other than that, there's a couple injuries, Marvin Jones and then Dan Jackson. So it looks like a lot of the younger guys are going to have opportunities to make some plays.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, I like everything you were saying, and I would just like to add, I'm just really, uh, you know, keeping abreast of the running back room and just kind of seeing what the young guys are going to do because uh, both of the Robinsons that we know of are going to ball out, I I believe, I'm calling it, and uh, be interesting to see, uh, you know, how Andrew Paul shakes out with everything. So just I'm really curious to see how these young guys are. Every year, Georgia's got some new running back, it seems like, who's about to – uh, you know, give everyone a reason to remember their name, and just, you know, we've kind of historically been known as running back U, so Yeah, I'm dude. The raw I, I could see, I can already see the NIL billboards now with the Robinsons back to back, and it's like, uh, meet the Robinsons, like plays, I like it, like some ice creams. There's I like it.
1: Like, and shout out to Del McGee, the so. the guy who just goes about his business low key and pumps out these NFL running backs like it's his. Like it's his day job. So, yeah. I mean, shout out, big shout out.
0: I mean, it's like, how many position rooms could you really be like, you know, uh, you know, RBU tied in you Todd Hartley,
1: Todd Hartley starting to catch up as well. So.
0: so, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to just to see what happens there. And yeah, we've talked about the QB battle and then just overall mesh, you know, it's at, at the end of the day, we get kind of uh, we we focus on the position battles, but it is it's about communication, it's about chemistry, it's about getting those reps in. You know, the COVID I like that. Season, yeah, the COVID season, we didn't get all, all the reps in that new Todd Munkin offense, so it was really interesting. Uh, just I was listening to Dog Nation Daily and he, hearing what they were breaking down, and they said, you know, Todd Munkin was talking about how all these ideas that he would have tested out halfway through the the season, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, this isn't working." Like ideas that they could have known the first week in practicality and getting some, you know, real time feedback if it was going to work or not. And they, you know, so a lot of what they're going into the season with was theory. Hey, well, this season we got spring football. It's not theory. We're going to know real quick what's working and what's not. So it's it's just just exciting to see. You know, Kirby really hammers down the point about complementary football and you start getting complimentary in the spring you start seeing okay we got this type of offense we're going to need to kind of control the game this way or okay our defense is you know r- real good in the run game or real good in the pat. you know it all kind of goes together so i think that just goes into your overall strategy and that's kind of something in general besides just our position thing and a-
1: another thing that takes shape during spring which um you're you're going to start to see or maybe not as um given as much credit in the spring. And I, I do not want to be insensitive with this comment, but especially after the passing of Devin Willick, life is a lot more important than football. Uh, at always, at all time. And, and on this show, we're always going to hammer that home. But on top of that, the passing of uh, Willick and Chandler and the whole tragic situation, it gives this team, this specific team, it really gives them a why. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I hate to bring it down to that, but that that's going to be an important part of this year, something to play for, a reason to get up and to grind it out when it gets tough. And that's going to be a part of this team's identity. And what you're starting to hear now is, again, Kirby's going to really clamp down on this character and this high standard thing, which there, it's been there, but I think now it just hits different to the players that have been on this team. But I think something more important, which on the football field can be huge, not just wins and losses and numbers but like on the field when you're battling with the person next to you is accountability we have to be accountable with what we do off the field especially when we have the g we have to be accountable and doing the right things. so things like this in life don't happen but also that we, we can depend on our teammate to make the right plays like people say sports and life are tied like a lot of times they are because you can learn a lot of lessons so look for the identity of this team to really be molded by the good times and the bad times. And a lot of times uh, championships are really built in the off season. So um, for better, for worse, um, I think this is going to really bring this specific group together in a real way.
0: Well, I think it has to, you know, like it's, it's painful. Like if you're a part of any team that's gone through any kind of tragedy like that, or just putting yourself, just trying to be as empathetic as possible in their shoes, you know, you, you can, you can self-destruct and deal with the pain and the things that you, the grieving process and ways that are going to, you know, hurt yourself and everyone, or you can rally together and try to, you know, it's, it's, it's not that, you know, pretty much, it, it, there's no way other way to put it. Like the loss of life is just, it's so terrible that it's always going to basically be for nothing. They didn't need to die. You know what I mean? Like no matter what it boils down to the fact that two young people really still should be here. But with that said, it is about, you know, making the most of a terrible, terrible situation and just, you know, you know, playing for them and just, you know, keeping it all in perspective about what it all means and just, Hey, you know, like life is precious. At the end of the day, you know, being, doing things to a high standard, isn't just about, you know, how you, get these outcomes or, you know, achieve these goals. It's about, you know, us all taking care of each other. Uh, so things like this don't have to happen in the future and we can all kind of grow from this terrible experience. And, you know, even us fans or people in the media can just talk about it and, you know, uh, take this tragedy and, you know, maybe try to shed some light on something that's actually gonna, you know, move us all forward together. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the season. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a million more updates and just a who's who of names for the young recruits going to be here. Obviously uh, my dude from C Vegas, Sokovi is going to be in town. A lot of commits going to be in town and a lot of targets like the one, the only number one QB Dylan Raiola, coming through to uh, see what Athens is all about. So, yeah, it's going to be just a wholly excited weekend. Anything you'd like to kind of touch on or add just for the, the folks listening at home?
1: Yep, yeah, it's going to be a good spring. Hopefully we get more good news and bad news, and this team can come together in a real way. And I uh, can't wait to hear about all the updates and recruiting and all the things that makes Georgia football so great. But, uh, Keegan, always appreciate you. Dog Nation, always a blast. We'll keep you guys updated as the season moves along. But for now, enjoy it, and hopefully we get some warm weather to uh, accommodate us, guys. All right. As always, you know what it is. Off the leash.